Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, how about that for a dive into basketball season? I'm ripping Andrew Houghton off right off the top here. New Honest Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter New Honest. Happy Monday. Hope you're having a great start to your week. Couldn't be better around here. It's uh, still football season because we had an exciting weekend of the NFL, but it's also fully basketball season now uh, as well. Even though we're about halfway through the college hoop season, and uh, getting close to the midway point of the high school hoop season, it seems like, at least around these parts, we're into basketball mode. I went to some Crosstown basketball Friday night over there at Missoula Sentinel, watched the Hellgate boys thoroughly dominate the Sentinel boys and pull away, and then I watched a total slugfest between the the, uh, Sentinel girls and the Hellgate girls. The Spartans win that one, their first uh, AA, uh, Western AA, that is, victory of the season. So that got my whistle wet a little bit when it comes to uh, basketball. And then I was not able to make it over to Bozeman, but we did have Andrew Houghton, Tom Stuber, and Blake Hempstead on hand, our crew from Skyline Sports. And of course, Andrew, the producer here at uh, ESPN Montana, had those guys on hand for the doubleheader there uh, in Bozeman between Montana and Montana State. The uh, Bobcat women, a stifling defensive effort after the first quarter to pull away for a 64-55 win, and the Grizz men, an unbelievable shooting barrage. As good as Montana's looked offensively in a really, really long time, they drill uh, the Bobcats 87-77 and uh, seemed like back to the norm 
when it comes to the men's hoops rivalry. So we will have a full Montana basketball hour. We've had some Montana basketball slash football hours to start off Monday's shows here the last uh, couple weeks. But now all basketball, it's time here in hour number one. But have no fear if you're jonesing for football. And, and this is so funny. I was thinking about this today. I truly am addicted to football. I'm, a, I'm addicted to watching football. I, I, I am not I'm not ashamed to say it. I think that there's things in the world that you could probably be uh, addicted to that are a lot worse than football. <laughs> the best news for me is that my wife also enjoys watching it, so that's, that's a great thing because that would be not good if she did not because we only have one TV, so that would be uh, not, not a great situation for me. But I was thinking about this because... This last weekend, people say, man, I love the championship games. I love the Super Bowl. I do, too. But to me, the best weekend of football in the whole year was this weekend because you get two national games on Saturday and Sunday. You're not distracted. You don't have to go to a sports bar to see what's going on with all the various different games. You just got a 1 o'clock and a 430 Saturday and a 1 o'clock and a 4.30 Sunday, you can just dive all the way in, get in deep with these games. And then it's over. And now, all of a sudden, boom, I got one last day of football. There's only Sunday football this week. Then we got to wait a couple weeks for the big game and the Super Bowl. I know people love the Super Bowl, and it brings all the, the sort of, you know, fringe fans or just casual observers or the, you know, the people that just want to watch Usher on the halftime show, all that sort of stuff. Brings all those people out of the woodwork. It's a great cultural event. It's a great reason to get together and eat a bunch of junk food and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But I, the Super Bowl is, is lackluster to me oftentimes. It has so much buildup, and, and sometimes the games are good, but and then it just leaves you feeling empty, and then you're like, oh, gosh, there's nothing to fill the void for at least another month and a half until the NCAA tournament rolls around. So uh, feeling melancholy about that. That said, though, no use in, in uh, feeling blue about the future. Let's talk about the present. So Marty Mornoweg, of course, our main man, he will join us here uh, in studio for the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Uh, for hour number two here on Nuwana is now we'll talk about all four of the championship games here uh, that played out over the weekend. So there you go. That's what's coming up here on the show today. Your show outlook here on Nuwana is now. You want to stream the show? You always can. 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live and you will find the stream. And if you want to be a part of the show, you always can. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us uh, via that number. You can call it or text it. And Michaela was just kind enough to remind me as she throws the outline right in here that uh, we have a new giveaway coming up. Florence Coffee Company, they continue to expand, and it's no surprise why. They have the best coffee around. They are uh, not only great just in terms of the, the barista-ing, is that even a word? Being baristas, serving you your joe, but they also uh, have so many different locations. It's so efficient. The drive through is just money. So uh, they have late hours at a couple of their new locations. I'll let you know a little bit more about the details here coming up, but we are going to be giving away Florence Coffee on the show every single day for the foreseeable future. So uh, looking forward to that. We usually tell you on Fridays you can stay up late with some Florence Coffee. Well, now you can stay up late drinking Florence Coffee all the time with some of their new locations that are staying up, uh, staying open 
a little later on uh, than than normal. So uh, more t- details on that, plus free Floco coming up for you here uh, in a little while. If you're watching on TV, I guess if you're just listening, watching, whatever, you've been following along lately, you know that uh, my wife and I are expecting a baby. The due date has now come and passed. It was yesterday, and uh, we remain waiting. So um, no update there, but, you know, there's just going to be a day when it comes, and then you won't see me in here for a little while, and then you'll see me again. But have no fear. Uh, I'll be on the radio airwaves daily still. Uh, we got a pretty good plan for how I can still be a part of the show. And Andrew and, and Jeff Safford could both steer the ship. And uh, I bet you, you guys will hardly even notice that I'm gone. So uh, that's that. Baby Watch 2024 is uh, still on the docket. But I will say, uh, when I was first thinking about, hey, you know, this is a part of life. You you, you, you commit to a partner and and then you you have to make sacrifices for your family. But sacrifices for your family are in no means detrimental or anything like that. In fact, they're they're awesome and gratifying and all that. And when we were first making plans, uh, I was a little salty about not getting able being able to go to Frisco, Texas for the national championship game. But then I fully settled in, and, and it was all good. And uh, and I was actually very proud of the work we were able to produce out of there without me there. And now, same thing from this last weekend. So thanks to Andrew, thanks to, to Tom Stuber and Blake Hempstead, our guys for going over there and, and holding down the ship. And uh, it was steady as it goes. It was awesome uh, to, to see those guys work and also uh, a couple of fun games to um, for them to cover. So, uh, no, I'm feeling good about the entire thing. I'm a- and actually, I'm completely thrilled about the entire thing. And uh, you guys will be in good hands. While I'm away, and uh, most often you'll probably still hear me here uh, on the radio show. So uh, that's the that's the update for you from the uh, the personal life. Ton coming up here today in the Montana Basketball Hour. It's probably presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. I actually just swung uh, one of our cars through the car wash. Here's here's how it goes. So as you know, when you're driving around town, you get a whole bunch of, of crud and slush and all that underneath your car. The mud, the grime, the dirt, plus all the de-icer. It's great to keep the road conditions safe, all the chemicals they put on the road. It's not good for the undercarriage of your car. So you got to get your car washed. I know it seems like a fool's errand. Like, why am I getting my car washed? It's just going to be dirty and you know, by the time I drive it home. It, it, there's an re- element of truth to that, but also getting the stuff off the underneath part of your car is going to maintain the value of your car. It's going to prevent rust, maintain your point, paint job, Keep your car uh, at its highest value. So treat your car like it deserves to be treated all winter long uh, at Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Lady Grizz couldn't have played better in the first eight minutes of the game. Then they couldn't have really played worse for the next eight minutes of the game. And then it turned into a slugfest and Montana State totally lured the Lady Grizz into playing the type of game that MSU needed to win. I said going in that the... the, the uh, you could talk about, okay, the, the Cats guarding the three-point line and you know, the two-headed monster the Lady Grizz have at, at, at point guard going against, you know, and, and Matt Corning and Gina Markson going against Natalie Pickton, who's a, a true freshman there from Montana State. And you could talk about the matchup in the post with the injuries the Cats have had with Lexi Dean and Lindsey Hine out and Carmen G. Feller playing at an all-league level. You could talk about all these those little in-depth things. But at the end of the day, I thought that the narrative going into this game was the exact same narrative coming out of this game. It was twofold. One, 
Do the Bobcat women still have hearts of champions? Do they still have that winning mentality after having three straight winning seasons and winning the Big Sky Conference three out of the last four years? And for the Lady Grizz, can they unpack their mental baggage? Can they fulfill their potential? Can they can they find a way to rise to their best level and win a game that takes guts, that takes toughness, that's not necessarily a shooting contest, but you have to will yourself to victory? Well, coming out of the game, I know it's just one game, one of, of 18 conference games, and these two teams will play again. But coming out of it, do the Bobcats still have hearts of champions? Resoundingly, yes. Do the Lady Grizz still, are they still haunted by demons that cause them to falter and melt down in stretches of games? Resoundingly, yes. So I thought it was as simple as that. Montana State now has won 10 straight over the Lady Grizz in Bozeman. They've won 13 out of 15 overall in the rivalry after their 64-55 win in the uh, women's game. For the Montana men, unbelievable offensive effort. They shot 61% from the floor. Five different players scored in double figures. Jackson Knapp had an absolute coming out party. We'll have a, a, a soundbite from him today, and he'll also be our Grizz Star of the Week. The Grizz play tonight against Weber State at home. I know it's a little weird coming off the rivalry, but they play tonight against Weber State, a couple of the top teams in the Big Sky Conference. So if you want tickets... Uh, you still can get them. GoGrizz.com slash tickets or just head on down to the Adams Center tonight, 7 p.m. tip, the Wildcats in town. And uh, don't forget to wear white. It's a white out there uh, at Dahlberg Arena. The Grizz have been playing really well. And uh, so we'll get Jackson Knapp as our Grizz star of the week for tomorrow. I have it set up. No matter what happens tonight, you just get five minutes with them because he has certainly been one of the breakout players for the Grizz. But after Montana's 87-77 win over Montana State, the uh, Grizz have now won 21 out of 25 in the rivalry. That snaps a little bit of a skid. Travis DeCure was 10-1 against the Bobcats until Danny Sprinkle showed up. Danny Sprinkle won three out of the last four against the Grizz, including two in a row in Bozeman. Well, now uh, a, a Grizz victory, and DeCure is 13-4 against the Cats. So it seems like maybe a little bit back to the norm. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio. It's the Montana Basketball Hour, proudly presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. All of that is to say that the results of the game, unfortunately, were overshadowed by what turned into an incredibly scary situation. With 15 seconds to go in the women's game, Maggie Espen Miller McGraw fouled KJ Lamardo, and because of the, I don't want to like break down the way that the foul went down. I tend to believe that it was a very hard foul, certainly. I don't think Maggie S. Miller or McGraw had the intent of hurting K.J. Lamardo, but K.J. Lamardo got hurt. She fell down, and on the TV initially, like in real time, it looked like she maybe hit her head on the court, but then in the replay, she sort of hit her upper back and shoulder blades. And again, I'm not sitting here trying to diagnose it as a doctor. We'll know more later on in terms of what happens if Montana State decides to really talk about it. But the situation then escalated because Lamardo then couldn't really get up. And then all of a sudden, the trainers are around her. Then all of a sudden, Trisha Binford, Montana State's women's basketball coach, is there. Then all of a sudden, the paramedics are out, and her parents, Lamardo's parents, who are in town from Silver City to Mexico, they're there. They're totally freaked out by the situation. How could you not be? Then there's a neck brace on KJ Lamardo. Then she's getting loaded onto a stretcher. By the time the dust settled, this was like 20 plus minutes of uh, stoppage. 
I don't think anybody in the arena knew what to do. It was hor- hor- horrible. It was awful. I felt so bad for everybody that was playing in the game, particularly Lamardo, of course, but then everybody else because everybody was kind of just in a state of shock. I also felt really terrible for uh, our great friend and colleague, Krista Redpath, who uh, co-hosts Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops with us here every Wednesday on Nuanas Now because she was on the television call with our other good friend, Ben Creighton, on the uh, MTN network. And, man, filling air when something like this is going on is incredibly challenging. When it takes as long as it did to get Kate Lombardo off the court, I don't really know what you say, but you can't not say anything, and you don't have enough commercial inventory to just run commercials for 20 minutes. You have to stay there. So it was a really weird and and terrible situation um, Andrew, I know you were there, and it happened right in front of you. What 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 can you say about that? This was just like a, a totally freak deal that went down at the brick. Yeah, completely freak injury. It was it was right in front of us. I mean, we were sitting on that baseline. Um, you know, you're you're so caught up in the game, and the Lady Grizz run the play to get Carmen G. Feller open from the top of the key. You're focused in on that. She misses it. Espinola McGraw goes in for the foul, and you know it's you get taken out of the game really quickly because for a second there, everybody's on the cats is celebrating around KJ Lamardo. You're watching Carmen G. Feller after she misses a huge shot like that, and then you realize she's not getting up, and in fact she's she's clearly in a ton of pain, ton of pain, and things switch really quickly to being like, well, what? happen and is she going to be okay and it's just a really sickening turn of events and she was probably about six feet in front of of where myself and Thomas Stuber were were sitting down there on the baseline and you could see things progressing really quickly because it goes from she's not moving and you get all of her teammates who are celebrating around her away from her everybody goes back to the benches Trisha Binford comes running out the trainers come running out and things turn turn really really serious, and it was it was heartbreaking to watch her parents be in the arena, man, because they come right down there, and and you know the paramedics holding one of her hands, her mother's holding the other one of her hands, and you can you can see her her breathing, but you can tell that she's in a ton of pain, but also in a way it's just a, a blessing that her parents were there, right, instead of watching it on TV, absolutely. And then, and then I, they, I tweeted that I said the worst part about this scene is seeing KJ Lamardo's parents and how scared they are right now. But then Kelly Pilcher Beatty, who's a all-time great Lady Grizz player, the mother of Leah Beatty, who uh, played for Montana State and is now uh, playing at Northern Arizona, she tweeted back. I thought her point was was on point. I mean, it was it was spot on. She said, "Well, it's better that her parents were there because yeah. if they were in Silver City, New Mexico, then they, then you're just freaking out. What's going on? Is my kid okay?" How do we get to Montana as fast as we possibly can? So maybe actually a silver lining that her parents were there to help her and take care of her. Yeah, and then things start stretching out, and it's just sort of nobody really knows what to do with themselves. Things you know stretch out five, ten minutes. Paramedics are are there talking to her. She's still not moving. She's still in in a ton of pain, and it's just you know we can I couldn't really tell whether she had hit her head, hit her neck. But when it's head, neck, back injuries. It's always terrifying because you know that it's not always how hard you hit. It's where you get hit and just sort of the, the interaction of those things, and you never know how it's going to turn out. 
and um, I think a lot of people in the arena had that that same feeling as well. It's so weird to be in an arena with 2,500 people, you know, and you can just hear them whispering to each other, and you can hear really clearly, you know, K.J. Lomardo's mom telling her that it's going to be okay oh, and, and trying to trying to, to reach her and because because it's just a, a shocking and scary situation and you know the the neck brace goes on i thought the the professionalism of the trainers and certainly the paramedics who were there who responded um was 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 unparalleled and then uh after that you still have to go back and play the final 25 seconds or whatever it was of the game it was it was surreal it was totally surreal it was ruled a flagrant too uh Madison Jackson hit a couple free throws that helped then extend the uh, the lead in Montana State was able to close it out. So here's Trisha Benford following uh, her team's victory. Uh, obviously, a, a thrilling win for Montana State that was sort of subdued by uh, the way that this game ended. First opening statement is, we love KJ. Our prayers are with her. Um, we've already got a ton of extended prayers, so we're super grateful of that. Um, so our thoughts are with her. And then second of all, I am extremely proud of this team. And like, as far as how we started off and how we battled ourselves back to get ourselves back in this game, uh, really it was resiliency on the defensive end and um, executing a game plan and kids stepping up, to be quite honest. So um, this team is very resilient, as you see. Um, they're very, very close. Um, I don't know if I've had a closer team and um, they continue to battle and there's nothing more that I, as a coach you can ask from your kids uh, as far as trust and belief in each other and um, just yeah really proud of them. Brian Holsinger the head coach of the Lady Grizz uh, his struggles against Montana State continue particularly in Bozeman uh, they've lost now three straight in Bozeman under him and 10 straight overall there at the brick but he was also uh, concerned about Montana State's uh, senior star KJ Lomardo. Yeah, first of all, I just hope Caitlin's okay. Just a competitor, a great kid. Obviously, for three years, we've seen her do awesome things. And so, just hope that she's okay. Um, you never want to see anybody get hurt. It's like I told Lexi before the game, I just don't want injuries, right? And so, we have our fair share, too. And But my thoughts and prayers, praying over there on the bench, that I hope she's okay. This is scary, obviously. But, yeah, I don't have a lot to say, honestly. Completely disappointed in, my team, in our team's effort. Um, really... <laughs> The whole game, uh, just you know, and give credit to Montana State. Some of that's them, some of that's just us, and so it's always a little bit of both. Really disappointing game for us. Montana basketball hour presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. So there's your opening thoughts about the the women's game. We'll get into the ins and outs of that. We got three big things about each of these four teams. Three big things about the Montana State women and the Lady Grizz. Three big things about the Montana men and the Bobcat men. The, uh, the, the Grizz been an offensive clinic. Shot 61.5%, almost 62%. Five guys in double figures, led by Jackson Knapp, 17 points. And uh, Travis DeCure, very pleased following uh, his team's 87-77 victory. Special, special. Um, you know, we, we talk to the guys a lot about being emotionally stable. Going into this game because we knew, you know, the crowd's going to be rowdy. Um, calls don't always go your way. The ball doesn't always bounce your way. Um, and and the team that can play through the emotions the best typically wins this game. Um, and and so I think that that helped us when they started off hot, and we settled in, uh, found a way to get some stops, and 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 kind of fought our way into a small lead. 
Going into halftime, we knew that we never really had caught in stride offensively. I thought we were defending well enough, although we gave up 59%. We did get enough stops to, to score, to get possessions. Um, but, I, but I knew once we got a little more efficient offensively, we could put more points on the board than just 36 and a half. Um, but really, it came down to just getting stops. And um, we established a post with Tejan. 16 points in 16 minutes is phenomenal. But I think that softened up the pressure the denial, the switching, and all those things. And then we got in transition a little bit. Uh, we were able to drop a couple counters to get Moody going, but once he hit one, he hit them all. Um, and and then just in regards to Jackson Knapp, we always talk about staying ready, you know, and, and we tightened up the rotation a while back, and one guy gets hurt, second guy gets hurt, name gets called, you got to be ready to play. And, and, and I thought the second half against Northern Colorado, he played extremely well defensively. Uh, and then that carried over in the NAU game. And once again tonight, once his number was called, he performed. And, and I thought that he had a lot to do with the win tonight. It was now ESPN Radio. Travis DeCure after his team's 87-77 win over Montana State. Now 13-4 and for Coach DeCure against the rival Bobcats. On the other side, Matt Logie coaching his first rivalry game. A lot of times you could say uh, first-time coaches in this thing, especially when they are the underdogs, they're overwhelmed by the moment. I thought Logie's team was absolutely ready to play. I thought they played well. They just weren't as good as the Grays. I think it was as simple as that. I thought both these teams played really well offensively. I thought neither one of them played that great defensively. I think the Cats have some serious issues in terms of interior defense. We'll get to that here a little later on in the Montana Basketball Hour. But I don't think Coach Logie has anything to be ashamed of. I don't think it was you know, a matter of not being able to handle the moment or anything like that. I just think the Grizz were the better team on Saturday. And I think the Grizz are the better team overall. That's not surprising considering Montana State lost pretty much its whole roster in the transfer portal. The Grizz are one of the most veteran and uh, sort of cohesive units that's returning in the big sky. So uh, nothing to be ashamed of. Here's Coach Logie's thoughts after his first rivalry game. Um, well, you know, obviously you got to credit credit Montana. I thought their, uh, their experience showed up today. Um, like you said, we got off to a good start, got behind. Um, guys fought back, had it done to two at the half. And so, um, you know, at that point, it's anyone's game. And, you know, ultimately, it just came down to getting stops tonight. You know, um, normally you, you score 77 points, you're going to have a pretty good chance to win. Um, but you can't, you can't allow someone to shoot 61% from the field. And uh, I thought Montana's bench, um, in particular, you know, Sawyer and Knapp, uh, did a really did a really good job, made a big impact. Well, it's a special thing to be a part of. Uh, I'm I'm blessed to be in this position. I'm 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 grateful for the opportunity to to represent uh, Montana State and and uh, all that have come before me. And, and I know these guys are too. So um, obviously it's disappointing uh, to not come out with a victory. But uh, we've got a lot of good basketball in front of us, and uh, you know we'll, we'll have a quick turnaround here on Monday. But yeah, this is a, this is as special as it gets. And uh, you could feel the energy in the building tonight. Um, um, you know, and, and hopefully next time that comes around, we can make a few more plays to get that crowd behind us. Great crowd, more than 6,500 on hand, and uh, certainly an, an awesome evening. Matt Logie here on Nuanas Now. It's Montana Basketball Hour, proudly presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated at Dazzler's Car Wash. We'll do three big things about the women's game right after this. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. 
Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. It's the one is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I'm on a Robert Cray kick. He's just so sweet, man. So underrated. Come on, it's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. It's the Montana Basketball Hour after a big weekend of hoops, including a rivalry doubleheader uh, in Bozeman. Montana State's women won 64-55 over the Lady Grizz, and Montana's men won 87-77 over the MSU men. Let's do three big things about the women's game. We'll start with the Montana State side of things, and then we'll get to the Lady Grizz side of things. First of all, this this Bobcat team, they've been marred by injuries. Lexi Deaton was hurt before conference play even began. She's out for the season with a knee injury. Dylan Phillips has been unavailable. I'm not actually sure what's going on with her, but she's supposed to be their starting point guard there uh, at MSU. Lindsey Hine, who's also in the rotation as a, a reserve big, she's going to miss the rest of the season. after They announced that last week with some sort of a foot injury. Mara Dykstra has been in and out of the lineup, but she was back in this one. So they've had a whole bunch. And KJ Lamardo, who suffered the, the bad neck slash upper back injury at the end of this game, she has also been in, in and out of the lineup, but she was back for this one as well. But this Bobcat team, they are flat out resilient, and they absolutely still have hearts of champions. That's what happens when you have a winning culture. Montana State's won the league four times since 2015. They've went, gone to the NCAA tournament several times. Uh, they've won the league three out of the last four full regular seasons, so they know how to win. And uh, Trisha Bidford continues to prove that. She's now 20-20 and 20 in her career against Montana. Here's Coach Bidford just about why this team is so resilient. Teams create a personality. Um, and, uh, you know, you kind of start with the first one that um, kind of happened for us. And, you know, when it started back with Lexi Dita, and if you were to watch the way Lexi plays, I'm like, she's such a fighter and she's a heart and soul kid. And, and just it just continued going um, with all the different things that have been thrown out, out of this team. And I would just say, like, the heart and soul of this team, they've been working on it since last spring. Um, and we knew that going into the season with all the changes that we had, we'd be considered an underdog. And, you know, now you're an underdog and you have kids coming out of lineup and you're, you're leading scores, um, but you still have a resilience of your heart. And uh, this personality of this team, uh, they know they can defend regardless of who's on the floor. Um, and I think they're really confident in that. They've... Uh, They've really handled a preseason schedule that uh, no coach should have given them, but I did. And uh, 
and they've continued to battle against very high-level opponents. So they're kind of bring it on mentality. Um, we're going to fight. We're going to claw. We're going to stay together. We're going to step up for each other. We're going to love each other the right way, and that's all you can do. So impressive just the way Montana State's operating as a program across the board. And the mention of Lexi Deaton is a Missoula Sentinel product as sort of the heart and soul of the team. Well, I think they have a definitive new heart and soul of the team. I think all these young ladies are playing really hard there at Montana State. But my goodness, is Madison Hall, formerly Madison Jackson, playing at an unbelievable level. She's doing everything right, playing within herself. She's not necessarily a you know 25 points per game type of player, although she did have 18 points in this one. But she absolutely put the team on her back. She made all the winning plays. She drew several charges in the second half and the fourth quarter. She had two buckets in the lane that helped Montana State expand the lead. And you could tell her teammates were absolutely feeding off of her. Here is Madison Hall and Mara Dykstra following the game. Well, I think the effort definitely comes from just loving my team. I know that they're going to also compete for me, and I am just – I'm just going to compete for them. That's just how it is. I have an awesome coaching staff, an awesome school, awesome community that just really, I know that has my back. And so it just, it makes it easier to just give it all, give it my all out there. I'm going to, sorry, I'm going to jump on that. Jack's the kind of player where it's like, you know, nine out of ten times. There's sometimes, you know, like a game slippage or whatever. Jack's going to be there. Like, she's the most accountable person on the team. She Like, she's yet to not show up for a game for us. So, like, I'm really proud how she played today. It was incredible. They call her Jack. She's formerly Madison Jackson. She got married this last summer. It's a crazy story because she said that she was done after last year. They had the great senior class that all came in as freshmen. Madison Jackson, Darian White, Cole Badbear. Those three were on the Big Sky Championship team. They went 19-1 in league, an all-time record for uh, league wins, but then didn't get a chance to go to the NCAA tournament because it was called off because of the pandemic. Well, then several years later, that team went back to the NCAA tournament and sort of got redemption. Well, Jackson was going to just hang it up because Darian White went to Nebraska, Cole Badbear went to MSU Billings. But then she was going to work as a student manager while she pursues her graduate studies. She was practicing with the team, and she was just killing them in practice. So Coach Bitford was like, well, maybe you should just run it back one more year. And she has, and I think that they're pretty uh, happy that she has. It's Montana Basketball Hour here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. Presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated at Dazzler's Car Wash. Second big thing about the Cats, Mara Dykstra being back in the lineup is a huge difference. I think she has tremendous potential. I think she's starting to scratch that potential. She uh, Her development has been really fun to watch. She she plays on the Canadian U18, or U, excuse me, U22 national team uh, in the summers. And uh, so she's getting international con- uh, competition and great development. And they're also doing a great job developing her Uh, in the scope of the program as well. I thought her spark in the second quarter was what helped Montana State turn the corner. Lady Grizz hit a bunch of threes. They had five out of their first seven three-point attempts, and they were up 19-5. to But then Dykstra on both sides was the one that really sparked them to come back. On offense, her aggressiveness helped get Carmen G. Feller in foul trouble. She was able to attack the rim and uh, get some some buckets. And... uh, I thought her and the rest of the team's defense in terms of being able to close out on shooters and uh, really lock down defensively was was the key to the game. Montana came into this game averaging 10 made three-pointers a game. That's fourth in the country. They had made 30 more three-pointers than anybody else in the Big Sky Conference so far this year. They looked like they were well on their way to double digits plus in this one, and they didn't end up finishing with 10 threes. 
but they missed 15 out of their last, excuse me, they finished with nine threes. They missed 15 of their last 19 attempts, though, from beyond the arc, and that was absolutely a key uh, for Montana State. Uh, Andrew, what did you think of just the impact that uh, Mary Dykstra had on this game? I thought uh, both sides and just also just the defensive adjustments that the, the Bobcats were able to make uh, after the Lady Grizz started out so hot in the first four or five minutes. Yeah, Dykstra was interesting because, um, you know, she was sort of questionable for this game. She's she, She's been out for a little while. Um, not a season-ending injury, but she's been, she's been in and out of the lineup. So it was interesting to see her not only play, not only be in the starting lineup, but to play with such aggressiveness, like you said, and that's what Montana State needed. She didn't hit a ton of shots, but she was aggressive going to the rim early, and that, I think, sort of shook them a little bit out of their trance because to answer the second part of your question, I'm not sure Montana State was all that ready to play in this game, and it's it's a tough ask to play against this Montana team because they do shoot it so well. They are so good offensively. Uh, if you give them an advantage, a small advantage on offense, they'll turn it into an open three really, really quickly. And Montana State just wasn't ready for that. And uh, credit to Trisha Binford and to the players for making those adjustments, realizing that you couldn't give them those little cracks anywhere uh, and tightening up. Well, as has been ready, our third big thing about the Bobcats after their 64-55 win over Montana in Bozeman. Trisha Binford now 200 Wins in the Big Sky Conference, one of only three coaches ever with more than 300 total victories uh, as a Big Sky Conference coach. The victory also pulled her even 20-20 and 20 all-time against the Lady Grizz, and it took some some rallying to do that because they've won 13 out of the last 15 and fitting because I thought she absolutely dominated the coaching matchup in this game. Here's Coach Benford on her milestone. Well, it's the first I've heard that, so um, all I know is uh, today is today, right? So um, you, you live for um, each day and you try to make the most of it. And um, I will tell you, um, I was all in today as much as I was the first one. So, um, and as coaches, our jobs to lead and mentor, and um, and we've got to be as committed as what we're asking them to be. So um, it was a really fun day and a fun, fun moment to see the kids uh, shine and just kind of play the game the way they're capable of. Let's do three big things about the Lady Grizz. First of all, after the South Dakota State, or excuse me, South Dakota game in which the Lady Grizz hit 16 three-pointers, I was thinking to myself, wow, first of all, this Lady Grizz team is really fun to watch. They're great at dribble driving and then kick it out. They have shooters all over the floor. When you can play a lineup in which Danny Barch and Carmen G. Filler are your front court, and they are both excellent three-point shooters, then you can surround them with players like MJ Bruno and... Uh, Maggie Espin, Miller, McGraw, and Gina Markson, and Matt Koning. That's a lot of shooting on the court. I mean, Montana has unbelievable skill throughout their their top seven or eight in their rotation. But I also thought, okay, they're really fun to watch. But the number one thing, if I was playing against the Lady Grizz, would be don't let them lure you into a shooting contest. If you get into a shooting contest, they're going to beat you. That's what the Lady Grizz looked like they were doing. The first five minutes of the game. But then Montana State completely flipped the script and lured the Lady Grizz into their style of game. And, you know, how, how would you go about attacking Montana? I'd say you attack them on the interior. Their post-depth is, is limited at best. Their interior defense is, is not good, I would say, at this exact moment in time. And so what do you got to do? You got to make them guard. You got to make them grunted out. You got to get them into a game that takes guts 
Well, guess what? That's what Montana State and Northern Colorado, two teams that are good, but nowhere near as talented as Lady Grizz. That's what both those teams did in the last week and a half or so. And guess what? Lady Grizz have lost two out of three after winning nine out of ten. And it's it, the last two losses have been by the same formula. Following the game, Montana head coach Brian Holsinger, he didn't have much in terms of uh, what went wrong. I thought we made too many mistakes in everything we did, to be honest. Um, just didn't, not enough people did their jobs. Uh, and so you have to do your job over and over and over and over and over. And we made too many mistakes. And then they capitalized. They got, they hit a few big shots. Um, so hats off to them. And we missed some shots. I mean, obviously we have a really good look at the end of the game to tie the game. And, and we don't make it. And so you got to make those, step up in those moments and make shots in games like this. Um, but, yeah, we just, we didn't play well today. We came out the way I envisioned it and it went downhill and I you know I I I don't necessarily know exactly what happened um you know we we didn't attack some things the way that we had practiced and but again credit I mean there's adjustments being made made throughout the game and and their adjustments on the defensive end caused us obviously a ton of issues after the first quarter uh and so credit to them as I said off the top I thought that this uh Montana State 64-55 win came down to one thing you can talk about the Bobcats getting out on shooters. You can talk about Montana State getting Carmen G. Feller in foul trouble. You can talk about all these different things. But at the end of the day, this came down to Montana State having the guts and the fortitude to turn the tables and then close out a victory. And on the Montana side, the same demons that have been haunting this team since Robin Selvig retired. And I know it's getting it's getting tiresome to talk about, but the same intangible that's been eluding them remains the same. Big moments, rivalry games, Big Sky tournament games. They just can't rise to the occasion. This was, I thought, a meltdown by Montana, especially in the second and third quarters when they just could not buy a bucket. Brian Holsinger on what happened. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Andrew, thoughts on, uh, on, on just that? Because... Yeah, of course you can't disregard the the adjustments and different girls rising to the occasion. You know, I mean, you could talk about a whole bunch. From Ella Johnson hit a couple of big shots as a true freshman for MSU to Natalie Picton battling with this all league duo for the Lady Grizz. But what uh, what do you make of the fact that when the moment is big, the Lady Grizz almost always just get small? Yeah, sorry we didn't have the bit loaded that's in there okay. for Brian Holsinger, but that's exactly... It's the same thing. He said the exact same... He just basically... He, he was very perplexed after the game. He said, I don't know what happened. Got to watch the tape. I'm really disappointed. Yeah, it's it's exactly what happened, and this is a this is a tough game, right? This is in Bozeman. It's against a Montana State team who you know is not going to quit. It's against a, a relatively talented Montana State team. I actually thought they, they looked a lot better in person than I thought they were going to be coming into the game. These are the games you have to win, right? And I think that... The narrative and the stakes of the moment overwhelm them. I mean, they know they haven't won a Big Sky Conference tournament game. That's right. They know that they haven't beaten the Bobcats in Bozeman, and in fact, have only beaten the Bobcats one time. And I think it just, as soon as the first thing started going wrong, and credit to them, they played so well in the first eight minutes of the game that nothing did go wrong until they were eight minutes in. As soon as the first thing goes wrong, they have a couple empty possessions. Montana State cuts it back, gets a couple buckets in a row. You could, you could, you could almost see and feel the players shrinking, and it's really difficult because 
even though Brian Holsinger has built this really talented roster, they don't have the player that Madison Hall was on on Saturday for Montana State who can take over in those moments. I mean, I'm looking at it. Who played well for Montana? Danny Barch, maybe, although she had, you know, 11 points, 11 rebounds, four assists. She played well. She had four turnovers. She was the one. Everybody else, I'm going down the list. You know, Matt Koenig has six turnovers. Carmen G. Feller is four for 11 from the field. Maggie Espinmiller-McGraw is three of nine. One of those girls needs to step up and make a shot or make a play. And it, there were times during the third and fourth quarter of that game where Montana's offense looked like it was built to get Macy Heward going one-on-one. Right. The freshman getting ISO opportunities, that's a problem if that's what your offense defaults to. And Macy Heward finished up going one for eight, although I don't think that's her fault. That's such a tough spot for a true freshman, but they just didn't have any answers individually and I think it just comes down to you have to know where you're going to turn you have to have the answer before the question is asked basketball is a game of runs when the other team is every team is going to go on a run except for like the the most bad teams but like the best all of the good to great teams are going to go on big runs you have to have something that you can go to to stop the bleeding yeah They have players to go to. They need to run something for those players. Like, they don't have, like, an identity. Like, here, when we need a bucket, this is what we're going to run. Like, in the NBA, they just run a high ball screen for their best players, and they run pick and roll, and they get a bucket. That's how you do it. And teams across the board have it, right? Like, the Bobcat men last year, when they're in trouble, just set a screen for Raekwon Battle, get him in an ISO situation, he's going to get you a 12-foot jumper, and then all of a sudden it's an 8-2 run instead of an 8 nothing run. You stemmed it a little bit. I just haven't seen the Lady Grizz have that whatsoever. Uh, and, and this has been a problem that's gone back through three coaches now. That's right. It's not just a, a current problem. And that's what's so, I think, daunting about what's haunting Montana. It's the same thing, and it, it's a whole new roster. It's a whole new coaching staff. And it's still the same dynamic. Yeah, and last thing on this, they've got a really talented team. They're more talented than Montana State. I think they might be the most talented team in the conference. They're the most talented, they're the most skilled team in the conference, and they're the most talented team besides these are Washington the conference. I can say that unquestionably. I think that's fair. They're not so talented that they're never going to face adversity, that's though. That's right. And the, the, it kind of feels like that's what they're expecting, right? Because they've never responded uh, to that adversity well. And you know, I thought we had the breakthrough when they bounced back with that Northern Arizona win last week. For sure. But in this 40 minutes, they just didn't have the answers. Well, that's the thing, though. NAU is the one of the defending co-champions, but NAU is the style in which they'll get in a shooting contest with you. If Absolutely. It's a, if it's a track meet, the Lady Grizz are going to beat you because they have more scores. When it comes down to playing a fist fight type game like this was on Saturday, they don't have the answers. That was my third big thing about the Lady Grizz. They're really talented. At what point is that not is that not enough when the demons of the past are still the demons of the present? We don't need to play the last Brian Holsinger soundbite because it's more of the same. He just wants his team to bounce back there uh, at Idaho State tonight, or excuse me, at Weber State tonight. So um, a chance right away, right out the gates to, to bounce back. It is the Montana Basketball Hour, probably presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. We'll do three big things about the Grizz, three big things about the Bobcats. On the other side, keep it right here, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio Missoula. Playing Isley Brothers and Robert Cray in the middle of your Monday afternoon. I'm just feeling soulful, you know? It was a blues week last week. Expect some soul and funk. 
coming down the stretch here this week. Hope you're having a great start to your week. It's the Montana Basketball Hour here on Nuanas Now. It's probably presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated at Dazzler's. Hour number two coming at you in about 10 minutes. Marty Mornowig. More than a quarter century in the NFL, our go-to guy when it comes to talking NFL, the Monday afternoon quarterback, NFL playoff style, coming at you. But first, let's do three big things about the Grizz, three big things about the Cats coming out of the rivalry game on the men's side. Montana won 87-77. Grizz shot 61.5%, almost 62%. And that's my first big thing about the Grizz. I think we got to give credit where credit is due. We spent the last three years bemoaning and criticizing and complaining and ripping these guys to shreds for how boring and lackluster their offense was. Dare I say the Grizz are offensive powerhouse now? I mean, the Grizz have scored 84 points a game over their last eight games. They've won nine out of ten. They've scored 90 points five times during that stretch. They just scored 87 and shot 62% in the rivalry game on the road. They're as good of an offensive team as we've covered in the last handful of years. My biggest takeaway from watching that game from courtside is just how much they stress you as a defense over the course of 40 minutes, right? Montana State did a really, really good job on On and Moody in the first half, and yep. we'll talk about that. And they, they did a great job on Deshaun Thomas throughout. I mean, Deshaun Thomas had 24 points against NAU. What do you have on Saturday? Seven. Seven? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so they did a really good job on their two keys. But Montana has guys who can shoot it from the outside. They brought in Tejon Sawyer. I mean, they've got six or seven guys you got a game plan for. Because right. if you don't have a game plan for Tejon Sawyer, who's coming off the bench, he'll do what he did to the Bobcats, where he had 16 points in 16 minutes. So he starts cracking them from the inside. Josh Vasquez is hitting. Jackson Knapp hits a couple threes. Brandon Whitney's getting to the rim. And that just keeps cracking and cracking Montana State's defense. And then eventually in the second half, it stresses the it stresses the defense so badly that it breaks. And then Anna Moody is getting open shots, even though they did a great job in the first half. They're a really tough offensive team because we've talked about them before. Deshaun Thomas being able to shoot from the outside and provide rim protection means that in a lot of their lineups, Brandon Whitney's the only non-shooter. That's a ton of space for a guy like Brandon Whitney. You know what you're going to get out of their seniors at this point. Whitney, Thomas, OK, Moody. If Tejon Sawyer can camp out in the key like he did and be super efficient, you know, seven of eight for 16 points, and Jackson Knapp is hitting from the outside, I don't know how you guard Montana. Let's hear from Ana Moody on the offensive outburst. Uh, I mean, personally, it means a lot just to wear this uniform and to finally beat them. Um, we talk a lot about as a program what it means to win this game, especially at their place, and we put a lot of importance on it. It's just as important, um, you know, as those tournaments game games that we play at the end of the year. So it means a lot to us, and to finally get one of those wins personally means a lot, but I think as a program it means even more. I think it says a lot about our program right now. It's early in conference, but, um, you know, it's a high-ranked team that we just knocked out, and uh, we played extremely well. Well shot with 61.5% from the field. Um, I think it says a lot of good things about our team and what we're doing right now. Yeah, I think it's just an example, a great example, actually, of just uh, picking my spots and waiting for my moments to come. You know, I wasn't trying to force anything in the first half because we were playing so well offensively. I didn't want to mess that up, trying to hunt my own shots. Um, but I knew that as Tejan was scoring and Brandon was scoring um, and Knapp was scoring and Vasquez was scoring, eventually my opportunities were going to open up. And it was just about, you know, making the most of those opportunities. And, you know, luckily I did. When the opportunities opened up, the floodgates completely opened. Moody had one field goal in the first half. Then, during the second half, he had 14 out of Montana's 17 points. He was 
was out of his mind. The the fourth and fifth shots he hit during the stretch, you're like, is are you kidding me? Is this guy Steph Curry? I mean, I know that's total hyperbole. He's not Steph Curry, but man, when he gets going, he is a sight to behold. He's a true off-ball scorer, which is such a rare thing in modern-day uh, college basketball. Number two thing about Montana and this one, Jackson Knapp's coming out party was something to behold. The guy's been flashing potential, but then he had a great uh, outing against Northern Colorado in a loss, and then he had the game of his life in a win. Let, let's kill this Knapp soundbite only because Jackson Knapp's going to join us tomorrow uh, as our Grizz Star of the Week. So just to stay on time here, we'll hear more from Jackson Knapp and his journey. But he, he to paraphrase, he said, you know, when you're a little kid, you dream about playing in environments like this. This is why you want to play basketball and to play like that on the road in a rivalry win uh, such a special thing. Number three thing about the Grizz seemed like just back to normal for Montana. Travis DeCure is as cool as they come these days. I think that the Grizz basketball, I don't want to, I know the pandemic was super hard on everybody. I think that for the teams we cover in Montana, the, the pandemic was as detrimental to the Grizz men's basketball team as any of the teams we cover. There's a lot of reasons for that. We could actually do a whole segment on the whys. I know it was incredibly hard on Coach DeCure. It was incredibly hard on the way that they recruit. But he's he's back to being his old self, and I think that they are back to being amongst the league leaders, amongst the championship contenders, and that is the place where the Grizz belong. I mean, Grizz basketball has as storied a tradition as anybody in the Big Sky Conference and any mid-major program around, honestly. And so for now, or for them to get a win in Bozeman, somebody asked him about the rivalry game, and he just said, what's my record? And they said, 13-4, and four, Coach. He said, exactly. I love it. It's great every time. And uh, just fun to hear Travis DeCure back uh, with swagger. Dwayne's Dow, ESPN Radio. It's Montana Basketball Hour, proudly presented by Dazzler's Car Wash. First thing about the Cats, Logie had his team ready. There's no doubt about it. The Grizz were just straight up better. I mean, Logie was humble in the postgame. I thought the, the parallel between him and Travis DeCure was fascinating. Matt Logie's grandfather, Ed Peppel, legendary basketball coach in the Seattle area, coached at Mercer Island Prep for a long time. That's where Travis DeCure played. Matt Logie was a ball boy when Coach DeCure was playing. Travis DeCure said in the postgame, Matt Logie's like family to me, man. He said, I, don't, I do not like beating someone that I love, but I do like beating my rival. So <laughs> one has to happen with the other at this exact moment. But I don't think Matt Logie was overwhelmed by the moment. I don't think the Cats were either. I think the Grizz were just straight up better. My number two thing about the Cats, they don't have any interior defense. Brandon Walker's a great interior scorer, but he's only about 6'6 Then They don't have any rim protection. That's not really going to kill you against a lot of teams in the Big Sky Conference, but it is going to kill you against the best teams in the Big Sky Conference because uh, teams like Eastern Washington with Ethan Price and Dane Eric Stroop, teams like Weber State with Alex Few and uh, Dylan Jones, and and then teams like Montana, especially if Tejon Sawyer played like he did on Saturday, uh, they can kill you in the post. My third big thing about the Cats, despite the loss, Robert Ford's the man. Robert Ford III was... So fun to watch. I mean, this guy, as I put on Twitter, this guy should be an example for little kids about how you play the game of basketball. He's a skilled player that can score at the rim. He's got a great pull-up jump shot from the mid-range. That is so just minuscule compared to what he can do on the court. I mean, the guy's like six feet tall, and he's he's the best rebounder on the Cats. I mean, he was their leading rebounder in this game. His on-ball defense is nuts. I mean, he is absolutely so, so, so aggressive. 
And then, then, then just his heart and passion and the way that he plays. Uh, he, he's looking like a first-team all-league talent, and I know Matt Logie agrees. Yeah, Rob, Rob's having a special season, and uh, couldn't couldn't happen to a better guy. Um, he, he's been our 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 you know our our spirit and our passion uh, passionate leader all year long. Um, you you expect that to come through on on a night like tonight, and um, you know it certainly did. Um, you know we've we've been very fortunate to to have him. Um, have the type of season he's had, but also lead in the ways that he's leading, um, not just with competitive spirit and passion, but also um, his poise and maturity and, and, and helping our group stay together uh, because we've, we've gone through some tough things together as well. And so, um, you know, I'm very, very thankful to have him um, in, in, in the trenches with us. And, and uh, I know the best is yet to come for him as well. It was a good rivalry win for it was a great rivalry win for Montana at Montana State. Montana State though is better than than people thought. I think Montana State's going to cause some problems this year, and they'll be they'll be there at the end. I think. I think that even though we're only about a third of the way through, we're starting to get some separation. I, I think Montana, Eastern Washington, and and maybe Weber State are the the best teams in the league. Although Weber's on a three game skid as they come to Missoula tonight, Montana State's right there. So is Northern Colorado. So. They, they they did a Weber beat Idaho on on Saturday. Oh, that's right. They have three and five. I forget. <laughs> they didn't get Saturday off. They had to play on Saturday, so they snapped their skid and uh, so they come to Missoula tonight after a win uh, over Idaho. So uh, if you want tickets to that one, go grizz.com backslash tickets, or just head on down to Dahlberg Arena and it's a whiteout tonight. Montana basketball hour proudly presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated all winter long. At Dazzler's Car Wash. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you. An awesome day. Awesome two days, in fact, of NFL football. We'll break down all of it, plus quarterback legacies, with a guy who was in the NFL for more than 25 years. Marty Mortaweg, the Monday afternoon quarterback. Next. Keep it right here. You want us now. ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 